You're listening to the 419 Grind Podcast. Toledo's source for exclusive news in music, business, sports, and entertainment. Welcome to the 419 Grind Podcast. I am Shandig. I am your host for this evening and a bunch of other evenings. But today, in particular, this to, this is a special day. We have my personal favorite singer, one of my favorite. She's my personal favorite singer. I ain't saying this because of Cameron. She know how I feel. My unofficial best friend, who's my best friend. Yeah, man, I'm starting off with the hitters, with the goats. I had Tracy. Now I got Tiffany, Renee, Campbell. Oh, sorry. The third. (laughs) Yes. Don't get to tell nobody my middle name on here. All right, Daryl. Yes. Daryl. I'm I'm so upset. Hello, 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 everyone. And... Tiffany, we gonna talk. Hey, it's some stuff about your about her that y'all don't know. We will be diving into today. Oh, yeah. Y'all didn't tell me that part. Well, that's why I didn't want to talk to you and give you no warnings, no heads up about anything. <laughs> but we we really wanna we wanna talk about the music and the projects. Um, I pretty much know a lot of the story. It's gonna be stuff that's gonna that's gonna come out that I don't know. Um, so we are gonna start from where we. Well, most people know you from and not singing and music and being tremendously amazing and talented. How old were you when you first started singing, Tiffany? Ooh, sheesh. Singing, probably about four. Singing, lead singing, um, six. Like leading with the adult choir, that type of thing. Six. Not with the kids choir. <laughs> Y'all see her? She just skipped the whole yeah, step. I did the junior choir because my grandmother was over it, but I went right from that to the adult choir because my mom was over it. Yeah, they said, yeah, she got it. She sang all day at home. Yeah, I didn't have much of a choice. Yeah. Uh, did nobody. <laughs> we didn't have choices back in the day. At all. Yo, I, I said the same thing. I said the first, I think I said I start. My first solo was with Sasha. It's funny. We all still together. Absolutely. That is crazy. My first one was like probably seven and she was five. So, yeah. um, So, six. Were you scared? Surprisingly, no. I ain't surprised. (laughs) Wait, what is that supposed to mean? The shade. It's no shade. It's the greatness. Like, you... You know how we talk, man. They got to be in you and not on you. You know what I'm saying? I think it was just, I don't know. I think because I grew up around it with my dad being in music and my mom being in music and being over the music department, I think it was just kind of like stage fright wasn't even an option. Um, It was kind of just like get out there. And the crazy thing about it is the first song that I led with the choir, I chose the song. And it was like a song that somebody from the motherboard was singing. What was it? What was the song? Get Your House in Order from Dottie Peoples. <laughs> and it was an acapella song. All it had was a kick drum. And some stumps. And some stumps and yep. some doo-wops mm-hmm. behind me with the choir. And that's what I wanted to sing. And so she allowed me to sing it. So after that experience, 
did you know right away what you wanted to do? Is there anything else in life that you wanted to do other than sing? As far as church, I wanted to be an usher. I never wanted to sing. Well, I yeah. Not forget church, just in life. <laughs> I mean, I know that. No, because people think that's funny that I say that. Like, singing was the last thing in church on the totem pole. Like, I wanted to be an usher. And that's because I wanted to walk up to somebody and give them some tissue and say, spit your gum out. So, you literally <laughs> wanted to take a job so you can be rude. <laughs> who, who wants a job so I can... Hold on. Give, this is an opportunity for me to be rude to you. Me. Because yeah. I've always been a boss. I thought I was a boss, so I wanted to run it. Nothing Period. has changed. <laughs> Period. Nothing has changed. But um, in life, I wanted to be... My first option outside of singing was fashion. Um, I've Again. always been plus sides. Again, nothing has changed. Right. But um, I just... I love fashion. I love clothing. I want my own clothing line. Um, I love makeup. I love hair. I love it all. And so I just wanted, that's what I wanted to do initially. initially. But God said otherwise. Well, uh, your hair is nice. You did your hair today. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you did you. your makeup today. Thank you. <laughs> and I personally know, Do you? would you like to talk about the clothing line? Um, eventually it's going to come. And I think what I'm going to do is tag um, a song that my brother penned that is actually on the album. And we're getting ready to premiere the video shortly. Boom, boom. Um, Hold on. We're going to take a pause. We ain't going to just act like that didn't happen. We're going to put our hands together right there. (laughs) Now, now, is is this your first video? It actually is. This is my first concept video. That is fire. That is fire. Um, So it's something different. But again, it's not like... um, it was anything unusual because we actually shot it as if we were live on stage. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, it just came natural. Okay. So we're going to backtrack because people don't know the story. Okay. So when, so six, start singing at six, mm-hmm. start. Uh, so how old were you when you start directing? <laughs> hey, see, see I'll be knowing y'all, but y'all be understanding. I'll be having to tell y'all, ask these questions because it'd be crazy. Teaching, teaching, teaching music. Gosh, probably ten. Ten years old. And like, I could teach all three parts. Let me tell y'all. Let me look in this camera and tell y'all how <laughs> our parents is, bro. I was ten, and she was ten. Like we didn't really have a choice. This was crazy. My dad was on the road. He called like he. Oh, he doing this? Make him teach. Yep, absolutely. Like what? I didn't even know you. If you knew, I was at church. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I didn't have a choice about church. I me say neither. all the time. I have five. It's five of us, and I just feel like my mom and my dad was more strict on me and my brother about attending church, and the other ones just was like. They could pick and choose when they wanted to go, but I guess they saw something special. I don't not no shade to my other siblings, but they're not. They know music, but they're really not into music they ain't like into that. It. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess they just saw the gift, and they felt like they needed to enhance the gift, and you know, push us to do great greatness and like, great things. And now that you're older, it make more sense, don't it? Because now if you look at my siblings, I literally was the only one. That they may go to make go to church, mm-hmm. maybe Alicia at a stretch, <laughs> but to make go to church, I was the only one they may go to church, 
it, it must just be something they see when we kids. So we at 10 years old, mm-hmm. you are already teaching. And did it, did it irritate you? Did you just say, oh, well, this is just the norm? How did you just, how did you transition into teaching music? Watching my mother. The, my mother. The goat. <laughs> my mother was the minister of music for 20 plus years at mm-hmm. my home church, Los Salem. And so, I mean, again, when she was listening to music, dissecting parts to teach to the choir, I was there. So a lot of times she would tell me to sing this particular part, and then she would sing another part, and bam, that's how we had, you know, the music or whatever. So really she taught me and she trained my ear to listen for parts, but at the same time it came natural. So I feel like, again, she just enhanced the gift, and she saw the gift and just said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to. So in other words, you were spoiled. Anyway. No, I'm not <laughs> No, not well. Okay, you were spoiled. You were spoiling <laughs> gifts and your gifting. It happens to the best of us. I mean, but I've been around for the record, y'all. I've been around Tiffany. I think I met Tiff. We met as kid kids, and then I remember seeing her again at like Shannon ten was a or big eleven. Shannon was a bully. What? When? Oh, oh, we're not talking about junior high. We ain't there yet. Oh, okay. So, oh, you talking about before then when you was quiet and shy? Yeah, all I did is play football and go yeah. to church. That's literally it. Okay, I'll give you that. Whatever. And so I met Tiff then. I knew her, and then it's like, I ain't see her for two years. And then we went to a school. <laughs> and, and what my personal favorite school of all time, which is Robinson Junior High Period. School. Period. Wildcats. Think I, I, look, I love Scott. But no. I, I personally think that Robinson, Robinson was a better was a school. school. Period. That's the best school, especially in our era. That was the best school that was in Toledo, yeah. private, because because we had a, a amazing honors system. Mm-hmm. We had like then the next step, like okay, everybody the bomb came in. music. Yeah, Here, whoa! So I'm glad we in junior high because this is what happened. Now the juice had j- now we really telling our age. The juice just came out. I will never forget this. I had to sing that day. <laughs> had to sing. I think it was the uh, black. I think it was the black national anthem. But Tiffany <laughs> had to sing the national the national anthem. People don't even know I sang <laughs> the black national anthem when Tiffany was done. The whole I'd never seen a crew of professionals. Act like that. You are grown-ups. You are adults. When Tiffany was done singing, them folk at the Juice was going crazy. I mean, they were going crazy. The school was going crazy. Man, those were the days. Man, listen. Oh, my gosh. Like, we really had. That was the. We met, met some of our best friends in the world to this day at Robinson. Um, if, if Robinson back in them days would have went to 12, I would have never left. I would have no, never absolutely left not. They had the best teachers. They had mm-hmm. it was it was an amazing experience. So for those who went to Robertson, y'all know who we're talking about, especially in Shout our class. Out. Who was your favorite teacher? I'm gonna have to go with Mr. Jameson. Mr. Jameson. But I'm gonna also have to go with Miss Biddlestone because she was my choir teacher. And yeah, she's Ms. another one who pushed me to do to become what I am in music. Like she wouldn't let me stay in the back. Yeah, she didn't. She and she was big on bloodlines. Remember that? I don't that? know if you remember this, but in junior high, you only led a song if you were in eighth grade for whatever reason. 
I don't know what that was about. Yeah, it's Tiffany you, again. <laughs> but you only let a song um, if you were in eighth grade. I don't know how it got out that I sang or that I was a singer. I don't. I can't even remember. But some kind of way, I remember uh, what was her name. I can't think of her name. I think it was Shana Hampton. She was missing for whatever reason. Shana, yeah, Shana. And she led this song called "Is Raining" by Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin. And I'll Property. never forget it. I cannot understand for the life of me how the song got put in my lap. And from that point on, it was like Miss Biddlestone was like she was on you. Just whatever. I, you know what you said? If I remember, I do remember. I actually remember it distinctly. Because they remember how she, well, we need someone to be able to sing with power. Or is there any <laughs> yep. power singers? That's exactly what she said. And I, somebody ended up snitching. I, I just can't who remember it who it was. I don't need And somebody like, it might have been like Precious or something. I, like, just, I think it might have been Precious Kimbrough. <laughs> I just don't even remember. It might be Precious, bro. It's like somebody who I know regularly. But it was crazy. So you've really been on it. And let, now that we end junior high, she called me a bully. But one thing she didn't say is, I didn't bully her. Anybody who had anything to say about my Tiffany, I was on them. I stayed, I had a, had, I never got a B until I got to Robinson. <laughs> well, but I still had like a 3.8. But the times I got suspended, bully me either, so. times I got suspended, I got suspended like twice for you. What are you I, talking about? I mean, that was my choice, though. Don't put that on me. No, it was. I wasn't about to have nobody talking to you like they were stupid. Because <laughs> I can get dumb with you. <laughs> no, but junior high was, um, I tell anybody, was one of the peaks in my decision-making to become a singer. Um, oh. Going back to the national anthem. That's honestly, that's when I decided this is what I want to do for a living. Was Robinson, really? I promise you. Robinson Junior High made it official that Tiffany was going to be a singer. By that, that time, I was in not seventh grade. I was in eighth grade. Yeah, we was in eighth grade. And that's because I got a kick out of singing the national anthem for every game. I don't care if it was a football game. I don't care what it was. Every game, I sang the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest secrets that people really don't know when they talk about music. The national anthem is my favorite song to sing. Well, I told you I would learn something today. <laughs> That's my favorite I learned that today. song to sing. One, because I feel like with all of the changes, vocally it's challenging because you sing most of the time without music. And I just felt like when I saw Marvin Gaye and Whitney Houston do their version, I don't care what anyone says. Hold on, that boy Marvin, though. Marvin Gaye and Whitney Houston had the best <laughs> national anthem. Argue with me and we're going to fight. No, we can't argue that. Period. I don't care. Don't Mm-mm. don't call off nobody else. Marvin Gaye and Whitney Houston had the best. And so that's what I felt like I was that trying to hilarious. establish. Here's another fun fact. Shout out to Brian Rogers. <laughs> remember he came out. Remember Scott Choir, what, for whatever reason, they were there that day at Robinson. Uh-huh. They were singing. I don't remember what song they were singing. And all we seen, because for whatever, we were sitting together. And we just seen Brian come from behind the curtain. <laughs> Straight to church. Like, hold on. Weren't you a crip? <laughs> Not crip, though. <laughs> and he a whole you re- pastor, now. You remember that? <laughs> remember how he came from the side with the mic already in his head? The same stuff he's doing right now. Period. So that's why I'm saying nothing. I mean, I don't that feel like it crazy. has really changed. We just, we grew up. We matured. Yeah. 
Um, took a lot from it. Like those are learning experiences. So I want to. I want to shift. So, in Robinson, especially when we were young, you, I mean, our conversations, our conversations was dope back then. But I and if I'm going, I'm just gonna bring up our convos, even as kids and as babies. You had so much, conf- like you. This is how you inspired me. You never let nobody see you sweat. You'll tell me that you sweat, but the public, absolutely. <laughs> like they would never know that you had, and nobody would know unless you told them that you had, that you were like lacking in confidence or depressed or sad ever. And I used I to wear everything. I know. Well, <laughs> of course I know, but I struggle with, cause I wear everything on my sleeve or whatever I felt they knew. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You couldn't hide it. Yeah. I just couldn't hide it. But you, a person who struggled with that, how did you, what developed that strength at such a young age? Music. Music is my, and to this day, music is my outlet. I always say, if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that, you'll see that when I post pictures of me behind the microphone on stage, I always refer to it as my happy place. Music is where I am most happy. And I say all the time because I'm not married yet. But I'll know the man for me when he could put the same smile that me being on stage Puts on my face. First of all, can we get can we get a hand clap for the bars? <laughs> I hear you with the bars. Like, and I'm so serious. You're putting a lot of pressure on dudes because uh, you've been singing for your whole life. That's that's a place that's actually very legitimate because that's a place that you have to kind of replace or match. Absolutely. And so I feel like anyone that comes in my life, you will not take from it. You'll add to it. Mm. So because I am that in love with music. Like, I feel like you have to grasp my attention that much for me to say, okay, now it's time for me to balance my love life and music. So, speaking of... you come in my life and I feel like music trumps you, you, I'm sorry. And I'm about to use slang. You ain't the one. You ain't the one or the two. (laughs) Like, that's just... And that's because that I sincerely love, and that's going back to our conversation, that's... That's what gets me through those rough times. That's what gets me through the sad times, the lonely times. The It's like I always resort to music because it is my outlet. With this whole COVID-19 situation or whatever, I am blessed to have been one of the artists that – now, I had surgery in February. So Shout I, out to that. <laughs> so I stopped moving um, probably from February and singing until maybe the end of April, the beginning of May. But from then on out, and I said when I came back, I said I was coming for blood. Not in an arrogant way, but because I had been through so much. Yes, indeed. And I had so much downtime, I was ready to hit the stage. Mm-hmm. And so from And you've got to practice. Period. Yeah. Put some new <laughs> stuff, in, put some new stuff in the back pocket, dog. I yeah. know I have. From, from May until now, I have been blessed to kind of still travel a little here and there and sing here and there and be featured on different things. And... I often say, like, what would I have done if I was one of the ones that was shut down completely? No one was calling or seeking after. Listen, 
like and yes i'm a worship leader at church so i got i'm still doing that even in the midst of the pandemic but again me traveling and singing and meeting different people reaching different people that is my outlet that's my that's what heals me yeah that's what mends my brokenness to be able to see me heal somebody else's brokenness through song so it's just like whatever your your dreams are your aspirations whatever it is like you have to reach and dig in that bag for you know to battle the depression to battle because we go through a lot especially and I'm not trying to be super deep but especially when you have a great anointing on your life yeah, that's we facts. go through more than anybody man listen it we feel get like it's always than, you yes period <laughs> you be like why is it always me period yeah i it, just asked that question like probably 2 weeks ago like i had a shouting match with god like i'm just being real like why me? You ever cuss that guy? <laughs> I, I am pleading the fifth. I'm not. I do. <laughs> Is he allowed to ask that? <laughs> I can ask what I want. This is my show. Uh, he's hosting the show, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Um, let's say this. Uh, I I'm that real. Yeah. I'm that transparent. Yep. With now, you can't let your hair down in front of everybody, but with with me and God, I have that relationship with Him. And I, sometimes it's just you get to that point where it's like, how much more can I take or how much stronger do you want me to be? Mm-hmm. Like, you keep you keep trying to see how strong I am. I'm like, what's the deal? <laughs> you ever have to ask God, what's the deal? <laughs> Yo, I got a great question for you. All right. What did you fall in lo- love with first, music or God? Music. That's a real thing. And Thank I'm, you. I'm being real. Uh, Y'all hear that? This music. this a uh, honest space music because that's what we realize what we have first and we know God yet. Listen, <laughs> the same way He knew us before He formed us in our mother's womb is the same way we knew primarily what we wanted to do from children on up. Mm-hmm. Whether it was I didn't know if I was going to be a producer, if I was going to be a musician, I just knew that music is what intrigued me at a young age. And so let's just be honest. You got a lot of people that's out here singing that don't even know God, and they're singing in church. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I was just singing because that's what I saw to do. A lot of stuff that I did on stage is what I mimicked from my parents, my grandmother, and my dad. So it took oh. me to actually develop a relationship with God to really live what I sing about, and then it became my personal testimony, and then I became my own artist. I became my own person on stage. And now we about to transition into that because now let's move from junior high to high school. I'm going to walk y'all down. <laughs> I'm going to walk y'all down. So I think we both was in choir. I think you made me get in choir freshman year when, we was make, when I was making my schedule. James Crumley. Yeah, I think you made me like, I know you want to play football, but you can't inquire with me. I'm not about to be the only one in there. <laughs> so we was in choir. choir we had both had Mr. Crumley. Um, we both kind of played the the back there. Just saying. Yeah, back seat. Yeah, just saying. Until coordination. Yeah. I played it. I, I played it safe until homecoming, freshman year coordination. Again, I don't know who told Mr. Crumley I can sing. I want to say it might have been, because at that time, Fia, Mimi, all of them were there. Yes. So with me hanging with them, I think it was kind of just Alexis Haynes, the yeah. Haynes, Brian, them, they were still involved with Mr. Crumbly. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more so um, them pushing me to do it, because I, I still don't know to this day how he knew 
I could sing. And I want to say I sang a song by Richard Smallwood at Coronation. And I'm getting into high school. I want to say I sang a song um, by Richard Smallwood. It, I don't know. It might have been. But um, after that, we was at Homecoming Coronation, and they, you know, did the King and Queen or whatever. Afterwards, um, what is his name? Dr. Sanders, Eugene Sanders, I believe, at the time was the superintendent. He walked up to me after coronation with tears in his eyes. And I want to say even in the midst of coronation, he offered me a full-ride scholarship to Bowling Green University Music Department. No room, no boarding, no nothing. See, again, <laughs> I'm going to take a drink. and nothing in here with juice. <laughs> And I promise Wait, you, as sure no. as my name is Tiffany no, Campbell. No, no. You're not going to just gloss by that. And I've been knowing you all this time. I never knew that. He or I you was, lucky I didn't know because I, I would have been on you. I got on the mic after I was done and or after it was over. And he said something about the young lady that sang. And he got my name or whatever. And he said to me. I want to offer you a full-ride scholarship to Bowling Green University. Everything paid for, for their music um, department. What? That's how much he believed and saw my gift. That's why I really don't talk about the high school years because if I could go back, okay, let's say this. We learn from our mistakes. So I'm thankful for the mistakes that I made because it it made me the woman that I am today. I'll say that. But at the same time, if I can go back and change some things, I would because my high school years was the years I fell off, and I call them my ratchet years. Mm. That's well, the year. The, nah. <laughs> I know I, you're in your grown years. So. <laughs> um, see, that's because, again, that's part of me that I didn't allow people to see because I felt like if they did, they wouldn't say that I was, they would say that I wasn't anointed or I wasn't saved, I wasn't saved mm-hmm. and I was going to hell. Not that I was out here just doing any and everything because I was still in church. So I still was very modest. But at the same time, it was more like I would come to school and go to school when I got ready. I would walk in if I didn't feel like being there. Me and my homegirls would skip and we would be at the mall oh, yeah. you know, doing oh, whatever. Okay, well, I knew that. So that's I why I say like, I was say, no. well, what were you doing, <laughs> Tiffany? To see that's to me that's that's my rebellious side. Man, well, look, because the person I just who, didn't care. Here's this name again, Brian Rogers. He's a pastor now. <laughs> well, guess where we skipped that? Right there, because you know he graduated. Absolutely, he graduated when we like the year we was coming in. So he was at home chilling. Mm-hmm. Guess where we was at the over there chilling, chilling. Ruining yeah, ourselves. At the time, I didn't know that that would eventually my record would cause me not. I don't care how much they give you a full ride. If your grades don't match it or if your attendance don't match it, you're not getting in. Proficiency test. I passed. Me and Andre Smith got them got them scholarships. I lost mine the first semester. <laughs> he went to Ohio State. And that's the thing. It wasn't because I didn't know the the. You know the education, the educational stuff. Yeah, we both had. By the way, guys, we both had honors. We're gonna, <laughs> we gonna clap up for that. Yes, I'm very intelligent. Passed all my proficiency in eighth grade, so I didn't have yes, to worry indeed. about it in high school. However, it was just put us on the stage. I, it was, it was a lot. It was some personal issues that I was dealing with at home as well. Yeah. Um, especially in my senior year, you know. Yeah. Um, 
So it was just like I chose to. I'm always about the bag. I have to be honest. I'm always about my bag. So I chose to work more than I went to school. And honestly, they probably shouldn't even allow that to happen. Yeah. Well, but, it was a different time. Like when right. we was when we was coming up, it was a different time. You got to remember. There's something that you might not remember. I'm gonna see if you remember. I worked at the sports arena, and this I'm talking about me and you click tight because at that time, like I was tight with Brian, mm-hmm. and and when we got to Robinson, me and you, for whatever reason at that time we was just click tight. Remember when I used to work at the sports arena? Shout mm-hmm. out to the sports arena, and I used to be we used to be busting them with like 300 a night. We used to be pointing <laughs> to the lunch table like I'm buying everybody lunch. <laughs> Tiffany pulled me to the side like you're not gonna buy everybody no lunch. It's just. Hey, those those were the days that developed us. And, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not much different. I'm still about a bag. You still about a bag. Absolutely. Um, So I want to talk about when we, because we still, it's so much to unpack. Let's go right to Scott. um, It may be junior year. It might have been even sophomore year. Sophomore or junior year. No, it was our sophomore year. Sophomore year, May Fest. <laughs> that is when, because Mayfest, for those who don't know, was a Scott event, big event. Was that the year we were with? Uh, we were with Eric Dixon, Mr. Yes, Dixon. we okay. had Mr. Dixon. Okay, and I was screwing off everybody who I was close with, just about um, male wise, who wasn't saved. All was getting kicked out. My brother dropped out. My cousins, two of my cousins, got expelled. Uh, a bunch of my friends I was close with who wasn't football players, they all stopped going to school. And so I would, I really st- struggled my sophomore year, so I didn't do nothing. Like, I remember getting out of boys' ensemble and everything. Oh, but Mayfest comes yeah. around. Yes. What happened at that Mayfest? That is a legendary Mayfest. I it, think we were, a part of, we were a part of two legendary Mayfests. But go ahead, talk about the first uh, one. That one, again, for me was a highlight in music, and that's because, um, not saying Mr. Crumley didn't challenge us, but Mr. Crumley knew that I was a church girl, too. So mm-hmm. a lot of times he made me stick to what was my comfort zone. But I will say when Mr. Dixon, Eric Dixon, the son Shout came out in. to e. e. Dixon. He told us, like, and I'm not going to say he wasn't in church or whatever, but he told us, like, okay, it's not just going to be gospel music, whatever. We're going to explore all types of music. Yep. And I really believe that is what opened me up to. I love all types of music. Like, I am not just stuck to traditional gospel, all of that. I love uh, Brandy is my favorite. So I was just about to say, so what album came out our sophomore year that changed everything? Was it Full Moon? Full Moon came out. I want to say Full Moon. Full Moon came out. It was for me. And Tweet. I about to say for me it was Full Moon and Tweet came out. It was out. a tight race because I am a Tweet diehard fan. Tweet is as far as like um feel and type of music and all of that, Tweet trumps everything because so she's from Quartet. Y'all y'all hear this. This is <laughs> so for those who don't know, yes, she's a brandy fiend, but Tweet. See, tweet trumps everything. So I'm telling y'all now, I know this because I work with her, I'll be with her. She's a I, I, look. People be arguing with me like my our relationship like not like super close. I'm like I'm trying to tell y'all that yes, she gonna recognize Brandy as a better sing, 
But when it comes to how she even she even approached quartet singing live, like tweet to this day. And I was going to say, that all the Brandy time. is the goat. Brandy is my favorite vocalist. But as far as approach to music, I identify more with tweet because her feel and her style comes from quartet being the root of who she is. Yeah, quartet is the root of who I am. And and, and that's she the just same took with me it with yeah, absolutely. Remember, remember how absolutely. you got me hip to tweet. I think we got each other hip to Well, you was like, you got to hear that brand. I'm like, I already got it. But tweet, I didn't know nothing about. But that D'Angelo album, that second one, I gave it to you. She was like, is he quartet? I said, yeah. I said, his brother. And then we both found out Raphael Sadiq and him was like, <laughs> like brother. And then we found out about Spank. Like, all of this stuff literally happens from sophomore to junior year. Absolutely. And it again going back to Mayfest, um, he did we did a Motown review. Yes. And so Crazy. um I remember he had the boys ensemble, Marcus Shockley. And Marcus had this this Marvin Gaye feel to him, his voice, yeah. David Ruffin. And I told him, I said, He has he has to do my girl. Got to. He gotta do my he girl. Changed, There's no he changed other everything way. everything when he did it. Too. And it definitely did. And they blazed that girls ensemble did tweet. Beautiful. That w- no, 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 no. Y'all didn't. Yes, we did. Not that year. Yes, that we was did. our senior year. Was that our senior? That was year? our senior year. Mr. Dixon wasn't there our senior year though. No, he was not. Oh, it was Miss Crawford. It was Miss Crawford. Sure was. Yeah, because Alana, Alana, Alana sang it. So no, girls on top. I forgot what we did, but we did something secular. And then he even had us do a segment, getting to me branching outside of just gospel music. He had me do um, Eveline. I don't know if you remember that from the Wiz. Yes. Don't nobody bring Yes. No remember, rem- and you know who I still, you, people still asking me to put together a production for the Wiz. I said, well, I got one part. <laughs> and I was so, I'm going to tell y'all, first of all, I was offended because we can be real and honest on here, right? Man, don't do Don't you do this tonight. Don't you um, do this tonight. I was offended because Eveline is this big, <laughs> big, fat black lady. <laughs> first of all, you fat and black. Period. But I was like, okay, so I got to do Eveline because I'm a chunky plus size girl. Like, that ain't cool. And then Forget she Forget the sang, vocals, though. But still, even she was growling and, and singing hard. And so I was offended. Like, okay, well, I can't have a soft, sultry. Why well, I can't so, be sexy? Yeah, yeah like, why well, I got to sing this? But again, when I tell you it challenged me because... It, the parts in that song, when you dissect them, yes. you got to be a singer, singer. Yeah, you have to be a singer, singer to do it. And the fact that he trusted me enough to break down and dissect all of those parts and do it. Mm-hmm. And this is not an arrogant statement, but I did it. Even being a sophomore, I did it. Smacked it, too. That's why I wanted to it's talk like, about it. You know, it was just like, okay, I can get used to this. Then I thought, start thinking, okay, I could do Broadway, possibly. Dream Girls. Still like, can. Yeah, absolutely. I do not say the sky is the limit. I always say there is no limit. Well, here, here's the thing. I wanted to hear something that you didn't know. I brought that up because specifically, I know you know that The Wiz is my favorite movie. <laughs> so, guess what? My favorite, one of my favorite top three Tiffany moments was when you did that. Wow. I might have said one because I love the the Wiz have impacted me so much. I still make movies off the um, movies. I still make money off the arrangements from the Wiz. You know how everybody mm-hmm. be coming to work with me? Oh yeah. I'll take I'll I'll listen to one of them um harmonies. Oh yeah, put Absolutely. this right in your song. 
Absolutely. And I'm still making money from it right now. And that moment developed a whole new love for me, um, for the Wiz. Like, even to this day, I can sit and watch it from top to bottom. From top to bottom, I know every word. Because I I was always in love with the Wizard of Oz, but I never really sat down and really paid attention to the Wiz until it was time for me to do that song. So it's time for us to jump to senior year. Because this year, senior year, to me, changed everything. So now we're going to go right to... Even with all the skipping. <laughs> I was going to say senior year, it, um, was it, was, a, it was a lot of in and out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A it lot. was. And I was very is, hard on you that year. <laughs> this is what's crazy. Um, I don't care what class I didn't make it to in high school. I always made it to choir. Yes, bro. Half the time I so skipped mad, in choir. Um, but that year and my junior year, I started skipping choir. I lost interest. And again, that's because I started – attaching myself to people that really wasn't going the same way or wasn't pushing me to do what I love to do. And again, there was personal issues going on at home Mm -hmm. that I felt like affected my schooling and well, I'll say my mentality about life, yeah, about school. And at that point it was, I don't really need this. I can go work, make my money and I'm going to be cool. And let's just be real because I'm going to be real. At that time, we were really, really close. And so I was on you real heavy at the time. It was all about getting out. Mm-hmm. It was just all about, for real. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing was, so I stopped caring about music as much, and that brought us together. But I was just like, dude, you got to come. You got to get yourself together because I'm going to school. Like, and I want you to come, remember? Like, I used to be like, man, we, we got to go. We got to get out of here. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, my, and my out of here to me, my outlet was music. That, and and I still live by that today. Yes, however, however, we were supposed to leave. We were supposed to go. So now I'm <laughs> going to cut you off. We're going to go right to prom. No, we're not. What? Skip. What? Next. What? Next. No, no, no. Oh, Jesse, you want to talk? Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Why we got to skip that? Next. No, no, no. We're going to stay here. Who was your prom date, young lady? Can't. Do they still do prom like the adult prom? How they used to do it back at, like I think like last year. No, they do not. They don't do that anymore. Nobody I has need, been. Su- I need a redo. Nobody had a uh, successful one. <laughs> I'm serious, Jesse laughing. I need a redo. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I what had was wrong this, with your what was wrong with your prom day? First of all, I had on this very churchy. It sad. was so <laughs> churchy. Like I was so churchy, y'all. It was the worst. Bro, it was we like both I was a mother was, on the motherboard. Bro, we were saved, saved outfit like. Who even, was your prom date, Tiffany? This oh, let's talk about this prom date. This was probably the worst prom date. Whoa, whoa, whoa maybe, maybe we need to skip. <laughs> maybe we need to skip this part there. You gloss over this. His name was uh, Shannon McIntyre. That's me. <laughs> That's me, ladies and gentlemen. He was my prom date. Let me tell y'all something. We walked into prom. I'm not lying. And we didn't see each other no more until prom was over. I don't think we danced with She's each other. She's lying. This is why. <laughs> Jesse, don't make that face. Don't you look at me. Don't you look at me like that, Jesse. This is not my fault. <laughs> so disappointing. Thank you, Jesse. No, Thank this you. is not my fault. Thank we you. won't be blaming Shannon for this. Shannon is why this. I said I need a read. No, no, no. And I'm going to take you again. <laughs> no. This is what happened, guys. I'm, I want to tell y'all this because she does this. First of all, Tiffany has a book. Tiffany has a book or had a book with my picture in it with the caption, worst (laughs) prom date 
ever. Okay, and y'all want to know what the picture was? The picture was at his grandmother's house on Hawthorne with both me Hawthorne. and him. I cut me out of the picture, and I just put the picture in the book just by himself. Because <laughs> she hated her outfit. It was not my fault. That's number one. Number two, I was not a horrible prom date. Tiffany ain't the Tiffany that she is now and want to move. Tiffany, <laughs> she talk about, I don't know if we dance, I, we ain't seen each other. That's not true. Tiffany, my dog, I had to come to Tiffany like seven. Y'all think I'm full of energy now. Can y'all imagine a half my age energy? Yeah, he was just all over the place. I was just a fireball, bro. Like, I could not get Tiffany to that. I'm like, you know all of these hustles. We didn't did all of these before. You, you better get up and at least do a hustle. I was so church. She's like, no. Like, to the point where I feel like if I danced to that, I was going in. No, I take that back. It wasn't that. I just. <laughs> I don't see, think you like your shoes. <laughs> I didn't like anything I had on. And I, I hope my mother listens to this. No, I want to tell no, her. Did to you listen. do this to my mama? I hated everything that I wore. It mama, was like I was like a boutique. Mama, I didn't tell her. That. I didn't. Te- it was like a what? Anyway, say it again. A fashion. I mean, a, a boutique fashion <laughs> model. Like I came straight out of Henry Jewel. Ooh, I mean, not like that, but like. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. Who picked your outfit out? I Who? think my mama. You hear that, mama? It wasn't I think me. My mama. But again, it wasn't that, okay, I thought if I danced, I was going to heal. It was always, um, I felt like if people see me in that light, they wouldn't respect the anointing on my life or they wouldn't respect the fact that they saw me in church singing. Because people are so cruel to the point where if Especially you make one mistake, even when now, if you make Ooh. one mistake, they want to say all of a sudden, like, you don't, you ain't real or you ain't this. And it's like, you know why? Because they've been lying. About Period. Let's talk about the skeletons you done broke up and swept in your closet, and they all they need to do is be glued back together. And, and let me not get deep, but if had y'all been honest, or had y'all created a space where we can be Period. honest that we are creating now Period. for other Christians, people will understand how to live a Christian Period. life. Because yes, y'all talk, y'all got us saved. Thank you. Y'all gave us structure. Thank you. But nobody really taught us how to live. Because we had to learn it on our own. And that it's because okay to have fun yeah. and still love God. Like now, if my brother's name, you already know. If y'all having something, I'm there. We, like we if I can there. be there, I'm there. And I'm saved. And period. It I'm don't take away saved. from who I am. But it took me to grow and and know God for myself and know the word for myself to know that, okay, I can live and be happy and be free. But at the same time, I still uphold, you know, what I sing about, the music that I sing about. And so... We're going to transition right here back to the music. So that Mayfest, we, I, I have to say, even though I didn't sing, I did, a lot of, I did a lot of other stuff for our sophomore year, and I hosted our senior year because a lot of people knew I can sing. I'm going to have to stop you. I didn't sing Mayfest senior year. Yeah, you did, just on the no, girls' I ensemble. No, I didn't. That was junior year. I did not sing Mayfest senior year. And it's no no shame to Miss Crawford. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did, whoa wait. I didn't sing. I said in the audience. Who, did you host? Mm-mm. I said in the audience. That's the, year, that's the first year. I might have it backwards, but I believe that's the first year I failed choir. I failed. No, I didn't fail choir. I think. Um, I failed because I didn't do Mayfest. Because I know me, you, and Joseph was real heavy together then. Exactly. And me, you, and Joe was like, we too good for this <laughs> No, it wasn't even that. It was just. Yes, we did, you know, bro. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was other issues. And it was just a change. The tra- the, tra- the transition was tough. But our, I'm telling you, our senior year. That was junior year. Senior year, I did. Senior school. year, you sang because I hosted. Yep. 
We talked about this on Tracy's podcast of how you and Alana and me basically was like, who are these people? (laughs) He said it was like, who are these people I'm seeing, like, who look like real-life stars? Speaking of Tracy, all them years he went to school with us and could sing his butt off, Tracy never sang at school ever. He was in that boys' ensemble our sophomore year. But he still didn't sing. No, not like that. He didn't sing like that. Uh Uh-uh. Anyway, shout um, out to my boy, Tracy. Shout out to the bro. Um, so, that. Can we this, skip past high school? Yeah, that's what I'm about to get to now. Okay. I was setting that up for now. Because all these years we sang together, I want to skip right to the the impact of singing at Low Salem and them concerts. That changed everything for me. Absolutely. Changed everything for me. Absolutely. You cannot... Um, if you attended Low Salem, you cannot ever talk about music without talking about your experiences in that music department. Like, we had one of the greatest choirs in the city, if not the greatest choir in the one city. One of the greatest pastors. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And so um, I did that all the way up until I was 18. 18, when I turned 18, that year is when I came out as a solo artist. And what happened then? And I did a coming out concert. Yes, we did. And... Uh, that was the first time that I uh, previewed or premiered music that I had written and that others had written for me, all of that good stuff. Like, some of those songs I, to Lord this day, you still gave. I still do, Lord You Gave. That's actually on the album I released in 2013. So crazy. And the album I just rele- released last year. But that on every album, um, as far as I'm concerned. But it's other songs like, Lord, I thank you. Stuff that I don't even sing anymore yeah. that he allowed. And I wrote that song out of mm-hmm. pain and struggle and all of that. And I might have to go back and redo that one. Man, um, you got it? You got it came 2013. That came later. That was with Duke. That, that nope, one. not even 2013. That came like 2008, maybe. That was my second concert at New Life. Yeah. Uh, when I was working with Tubby. Shout out to Calvin Fraser, Tubb Young. Yeah. Uh, who co-wrote. You got it with me, and he is a Grammy-nominated producer talk, talk about and, it. and songwriter. Talk about um, it. Then Duke, James Jones, Courtney Dwight, Black Smurf, who tours with almost everybody. You Who's also of. a Grammy-nominated Period. producer. And so this this is the greatness that came from the city that people don't really discuss or talk about. And oh, I'm going to get them on here. Yeah, absolutely, because sure. these guys have gone on to do great things, and they have not forgotten about us. Like, I can call them right now today, and anything I need musically they they got they they they're gonna be there man, and they were some crazy. of my biggest inspirations in Tiffany being the solo artist coming from the choir to Tiffany being the solo artist they really pushed me to have my own individuality so here's yeah so and that's what I wanted to talk about because it, it's been transitions right because it it wasn't just going from the everything was a transition it was transitioning from choir to praise and worship mm-hmm. to being a group in a group mm-hmm. to leading a group mm-hmm. in a matter of six to eight months. Yeah. Like that fast. That fast. It was. Fast. I remember sitting around thinking about, hey guys, I'm going to look in the camera and say this. I remember thinking <laughs> of sitting around with my girl, thinking about an amazing name for her to um, come up with for her group. And guess what it was? Tiffany Campbell Music Ministry. TCMM. Absolutely. Started it all, man. Like Absolutely. It and I will sit here and say 
you are one of the pioneers of that era because along with H2O and 4HG and then Man, um, I can't think of um, the other group I knew better with Wit and um, with Wit and Ash, Ashley and uh, yeah, 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 I can't uh, think of their name. And then um, you had Journey. Journey, and I was about to say in Journey with Brit- Brittany and um, Brianna and, you know, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Like, and then, so you have, and I talked about that on a podcast before, and I wanted to ask you, because we felt like for the next generation, especially with what we was doing, um, we felt like we was going to leave this city in good hands for the next up and coming gospel artist mm-hmm. because we set a stage that was so big. All somebody had to do was literally step in. And so I want to get your opinion on what do you think happened where, and I'm, I might be wrong, but I don't see many up and coming new dynamic Christian gospel artists in our community, in our city. What do you think happened? Inconsistency. Excuse me. Inconsistency. And I say that with, even with the people that came up before us, like you had so many great groups. Yeah. Um, Jesse probably can remember Imani Project. Uh Uh-huh. First Creation. Shout out to First Creation. I did uh, that one. Uh, I mean, the gospel highlights. Let's go to the Brown Singers at the time. It's the, they were Nikki D and the Browns, but they were the Brown Singers. You mm-hmm. had the Queens of Harmony. His highest. Uh, Brian Thomas. Huh? His highest. Yes. His highest. Yes. Yeah, this is your time to shine, Jesse. Yes. Come on, get your mic on up. And I can't, and I can't <laughs> think Jesse of the know group. every group. Do you remember the group? Timara, Tana, Glover. Enchantment. Yes. Look, I told See you, you know every group. See what I'm saying? Like... Jesse know every group. Jesse, listen, he can he can witness. Pinewood used to have the greatest Boy. musicals. Period. Like anybody who thought they was somebody sang at a Pinewood, and the church wasn't even that big. But when mm-hmm. I tell you, it would be people busting out of the scenes because Crazy. they were trying to get in to the musical. And it was hot. <laughs> Absolutely. So you had all of these yeah, groups, I, but you man. know what happened? And you had young artists within these groups. I felt like the ones who had them. They didn't do what they needed to do to groom them and prepare them to take over the mantle. Yeah. To to keep it going. So they lost interest because they didn't push. They didn't get out the way when it was time for them to get out the way and then push them. So that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to make the mistake of being a worship leader. Shout out to Canaan Manifesto Word, Bishop Randall Parker. Um, Big bro. Hold up Canaan. Because because that's where I am now. Because I won't move or I won't groom someone else to step up and take over when it's time for me to move on and do other things. And it was like that's, and that's, that becomes a hindrance. And then you have people with with inside the church or with inside your ministries who have the potential and they have the hunger to do so, but they lose it because you have nobody grooming them and pushing them out front uh-huh. to say, "Go ahead and do it. We uh-huh. believe in you." So I feel like. And then let's go with inconsistency in the music as far as like the musicals and the, the activities that, that that we used to have when we were we younger. Everything. That's null and void now. You it's like pulling teeth and nails to get someone to come out to a musical service because we got bored and tired of the same thing over and over again. Again, they didn't pass the torch to any one of us to say, okay. This is how you this do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do this it. This is how you do this. I'm going to help you until you, you know, learn how to do so it and do it consistently. we can leave it in, in safe hands. So we can Correct. keep going. Correct. So, again, 
our people lose interest. They find interest in other other things. Yes. And they move away because they feel like I can I, I do better in Columbus. I do better in Cincinnati or I do better in Atlanta. Or don't nobody because support they have more me to here. Off- exactly. They have more to offer. Let's start there. They have more to offer. Let's start. Let's go back here. Remember when you first started? See, I'm going to really talk. See, I'm on people's head. When you first started, the support was great. Absolutely. But we gave it one year. It was nothing but young people. Yeah. Not, and that's not how you do it. I, if we had a dynamic young person that was doing some great things musically as a gospel artist here, I can guarantee. And we talking about young people, and we ain't talking about people who's super old. We talking about people our age who wouldn't come in to support you. But see, who's our age now? When we was 20, 21. Way. And I'm going to be all the way real. It started out that way. It started out with the support from everybody of all ages. I, I had the old and the young. Yeah. But this is what happens when you lose who you are and your identity or you don't tap into your identity. I started tapping into other music that wasn't Tiffany, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I lost a great deal of my older ones because they were used to, again, me, they used to me singing, get your house in order. Mm-hmm. The churchy, I got a testimony, get excited, I got a reason. The hardcore churchy stuff. So then you come and see me, and I'm only giving something to our age or below. Okay. And I'm not so giving that makes them anything. More sense. So as you see now, Tiffany but. Campbell just released the album, and I had people from the age of newborns all the way to the age of 60. And I have older, elderly people right now to this day. Some go to perfecting. Some come from St. James. Mm-hmm. And they say, I don't care what it is you're doing. Call me, and I'm there. Why? Because I tapped into who I am as an artist. And now I can give you everything. I can give you the R&B feel, Christian alternative music. I can give you praise and worship. I can give something for the young people to bob their head and dance. And then I can go straight to the Church hymns. me, please. Because Church I had to me, tap please. into, even with my first album, me and RC were really young. So, again, I felt like I kind of conformed to what he felt like I should have done. Not saying he didn't give me room to be creative, because he definitely did. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to please him, and I wanted to conform to his style of music and become something that I wasn't. When- and so, to me, the album was, anybody tell you, for it to be my first album, my freshman album... It was it was good for that time. First albums are tough. It it is. First albums. It is. is. It makes you not even want to go back and listen. Mm. Right. But it also teaches you and it, it shows you the growth. Show you growth. I love it. I love it. Because now this album that we tapped into, Jeez. when I tell you it yes, it has R C on it, but you could also hear Tiffany definitely had a yeah, lot dog. of say. And what was going on, you could tell the music that he produced was me. Fun because fact. Because it wasn't hard for me to go in there and sing it. Fun fact, that's the first album I put on my phone. I downloaded, I didn't have iTunes. I bought iTunes so I can go get that album. Wow. That's what's up. That's a fun fact. That's what's up. Just because, and it's crazy because I'm almost like the third pair of ears because of what I do. Like, as a producer, on, on how I do, and, and a singer, how I do, I said, bro, here's do to tell you. He's like, man, come make sure it's cool. No, I want to be a fan. 
You got it. You got it. You got it. I'm like, I want to be a fan, bro. So I ain't going to lie. I snuck in hard a little bit because I couldn't, you know, I was itching. I, so I snuck in hard a little bit. But, and he sent me Taylor made like before everything was like finished, finished. Then he fit, sent me the finished product. I said, this is the one. Like those are the only words I text. This is the one. Um, but in the time, and that's what I want to transition to now as being an artist, talk to the young people about the difference between hitting the stage and hitting the studio. How was your, how hard was the transition? Cause we come from a place where you sing hard and you sing hard for a long time. And that has, that will not, that will be a, that will be, um, to your detriment in the studio. Fun fact for Tiffany, I hate the studio. Yes, she does. I hate, one, because if you want to know how great of a singer or how horrible of a singer you are. We'll find out. Go to the studio and put on them earphones and get in that mic and think you're killing. And you hear your playback and you like, I hope I don't sound like this on stage in real life because it tells the truth. But at the same time, I love it because it sharpens your ear, it sharpens you. Yeah. Um, when I first started out in the studio, I was very timid. Um, even when, let's go back to when I first did Lord You Gave with James and Tubby and them. Yeah. I was, and Shelly and them. I was so intimidated because Shelly is somebody's singer. And so mm-hmm. I just felt like having her and Rio, shout out to them doing shout, the background. Shout out to, shout out to uh, young queen, Dyshell Parker. My uh, young king, Rio, who doesn't do anything anymore. That's another story. <laughs> but um, I felt like I had to be um, perfect because I Time felt out. like their vocals and, were amazing. Hold on, because I was here too. I was there in that whole in the whole session. Shout out to Duke, who did backgrounds too. Oh, did you he? got it. Yes. He definitely did. Oh, he you did. got it. He definitely did. <laughs> oh, don't nobody know that. He definitely did. Fun facts. Um. But, again, I wasn't comfortable because that was my first time in the studio, so I felt like I had to be something different than what I was on stage. Mm-hmm. And that's the total opposite. It's like what you bring on stage, you definitely need to bring in the studio because you want to be able to produce in the studio what you produce live. Yeah. One thing you don't want people to say is, I either rather hear her live or i rather hear her studio records. records. Mm-hmm. And this album is what... I wanted to because I had a whole lot of people, uh, mentors that even say when they listened to my first album, and even um, I did Third Generation. We put out an album, yeah. and even listening to that, they were like, "You don't give in the studio what you give live," and so I, I had an issue with that because I never want to be that artist that oh I can go hard live, but Smack then you song, get my though. album, you throw my album out. You know what I mean? Throw it out the window because it sounds like trash. So yeah. this album, I was determined to go in, and I was determined to show them the same Tiffany on stage. Now, I didn't give everything that I give on stage because you got to leave something to the imagination. I need you to still come see my show and yeah. still be like, oh, wow. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I still gave you a glimpse of what you would get when I'm on stage. So what did you learn from being in the group 3G? Um, definitely patience. <laughs> That's number one. Sorry, ladies, but Definitely not. Patience. I'm not. Definitely Sorry. patience. Um, and then also, um, me as an as an artist. Yes, me. I yes. learned me. I learned um to separate 
Tiffany from third generation? I I actually think, and what I from what from my what my eyes tell me, it made that third generation, and you still with them. Shout out to three G, the greatest, Period. the greatest people that you could just go see live. Trust me. Period. Um, it showed me is that huh, it's almost like you had an uh huh moment, like uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh, okay. Absolutely. So this is who I this is who I am. Absolutely. Like, I'm really not cool right here. <laughs> but I'm really cool here. And it's you can literally see it in the you can see it in the music. You can I was I was around when in that process hearing the uh in that process of recording with 3G. So it was crazy. I'm about I, to cut you off. 3 3G being with 3G made me comfortable. And being me, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Like the uh huh moment, like huh. Yep, it made me especially yeah, singing because yeah. quartet is my root, but it also allowed me the swing of quartet. Now allowed Tiffany to put the praise and worship side in, or yes. the contemporary side in. So I was comfortable. They weren't being speaking me. in tongues when we was coming up. Period. <laughs> or doing a worship music. No, 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 no. no, no. Three uh, G made me comfortable with being on the stage. It definitely made me comfortable with being on the stage, and it. My dad told me. He gave me a nugget a long time ago, and he said, either two things going to happen when you hit the stage. You either going to sink or you're going to swim. So and he said, if you, if you sink enough times, you'll teach yourself how to swim. So let's, And that's exactly what happened. Let's talk about that. Okay. Rest in peace to my, my hero. If you don't know, I always look. He always accepted me as his son and all of that, for those who don't know. But what people don't know, I love, I'm a quartet baby as well. We both quartet babies, our dads and all that. Yada, 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 smackity. But Tiffany, no. I don't care if you signed or unsigned. That boy, Robert Man Campbell, yeah. is my favorite quartet singer, Listen. dead or alive. Listen. Period. He taught me everything I know. Now, the question is, because I know, but I want people to understand and get this for those who may have went through this, because I know... I talked to a dude about it, and I know how close you is to mom, but I know how much of a daddy's girl. Absolutely, you are. Absolutely, sorry. It happens. <laughs> talk about, talk about the impact. Because if you, for those who don't know, Tiffany's album was a tribute to that. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, talk about the impact of him passing. What you, how you grew from it, how you worked through it, and how you deal with it today. Um, how I grew from it. Let me let me talk about how I got or am going through it. Music. I feel like the worst thing I could do at this point is is drop the ball because this is what he would have been doing. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like when he passed. I'll go on to say when he passed, it was to me, and I've heard it from others. Vocally, stage presence, it was something else that happened with Tiffany. I told you. It was a it was a change. It was a shift. Like now I sang before, but it's just like when it, I feel like a part of him or almost all of him. He really passed that mantle down to me. Yeah, and like the next three times I, I seen you sing, I took it and ran with it. Like, even to sing at his funeral and be able to get through it, mm-hmm. like, I just felt like it was him because it's like he wouldn't have had it no other way. 
And so um, the impact, if you listen to the album, you could tell the impact. There's some moments I sound like my mother. There's some moments I sound like my grandmother, Lavola yep. Whitaker. Shout out, rest in peace. The GOAT. Who was, period, in Toledo. Um, and then there's times where I'll squall or I'll do something and it's like, oh my God. That's all, man. It's my dad. My stage presence, as far as quartet, is my dad to the T. And it took for him to pass for me to see that. Yeah. Because at first, I really didn't see a, I didn't see any similarities. Not me. I used to be but, <laughs> so now it's like uh, it's a lot of stuff that I do. I say, okay, I see my dad, I hear my dad. But um, even growing up, I was I used to always say I should have been my dad's boy because um, growing up, Stephanie didn't sing and wasn't into music like that. So when he was with the gospel highlights, I was sitting on Islington on the stairs Shout at up to my granny, uh, Granny Stegall and Deacon Stegall's house while she's cooking greens. And they're rehearsing. <laughs> and I was sitting right there on the steps watching their entire rehearsal. Um, when they would travel, dating, I don't care if they was going to the quartet union, I was right there literally watching. The quartet so, unions was funny. <laughs> right, but it was like back Ooh. then that was that was, our that thing. was the life. That was our thing. And so that that I watched that growing up, and I took from that a whole lot that I see now that I didn't realize I took from it when I was younger. It taught me a whole lot. Um how am I dealing with it now? Music. There's there's still moments I have crying moments. Um, I break down. I think about something because I say all the time, especially with we're on our way to Charlotte tomorrow to sing. In the midst of a pandemic, we're going to be safe. But that's a blessing to be able to be moving in the midst of this stuff. So we're on our way to Charlotte tomorrow because we have to sing the weekend. My dad, even on dialysis, would have told my mom so many times, y'all find me a dialysis center. I'm going with the girls. Yeah, and he would have been on the road with yep. me, especially the shows where the tour we did with Harvey Watkins, people that I grew up listening to, Doc and Kenzie, those programs and stuff. Those were my dad's home. You know, that was home his home. Yeah, you know what so, I'm saying? so to be able to see me do that and and uh, uh, develop a relationship with those people that he had me listening to when I was younger, I felt like would have been just amazing to him for him to see. So sometimes I get sad because I feel like he's not here to witness it. But then I know that, you know, it's another part of me that God did what he needed to do to push me to be where I am today. It was something in him like, that was just different anyway. Whatever he said that you was, it kind of ended up manifesting. <laughs> if you think about what he said about the little brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about what he even said about me, like, bro, you were, when you going to go, when you going to just be okay to lead and not be like everybody else. It took me forever. It took me like to like thirty four. He could be rude with it. He could be one of the rudest people, but he nah, meant it out of love. He always like he was just straightforward, and I I see a lot of that in, in you in me, especially the older. This is I get. this is the usher who want wanted <laughs> to be rude. This is the person who wanted to be an usher. I, to be I'm rude. nowhere as near as rude as RC. Oh no. Like, R.C. has adapted a lot of my father in that aspect of just being straightforward. Wait till we do but our he podcast. Mean it. He, mean it. he means it out of love. Like, he's even hard on me. If I do something in the studio, and he'd be like, he be like that's whack. He sounds just like, or man. Like, yeah, I'm here turning around man. like, what are you doing? But that's that's my cue to, like, get it together. So speaking about Taylor May, like, Taylor May. Let's talk about this. This is what I've been waiting uh, we're on. We're getting ready to premiere a video with Taylor May. Do we have a um, a date set? I talked to him yesterday, 
and I think he was going to call and talk to the guy today um, to see if we can get it out. I think before the month is out. I want to say before the month is out. Okay, good. And, and so, for the record, it is August. So that means it will be out uh, mid to late August. Well, it's mid-August now. Right, so late, late August. August. At expect, the latest. Expecting it. It's late August I now. may keep 20. it. I may drop it. I'll be 35 in September. How, well, well, I was, dang, you, you ruined my next thing. How old you go? You telling your real age? <laughs> Tiffany listen. go by, listen, she goes by fives. She was 30. <laughs> From thirty from thirty to thirty four. She'll be thirty five till she's forty. Yep. Definitely. I September twenty first. I was twenty five until I was thirty. Yeah, for sure. And so I may just wait and drop it around my birthday as a birthday celebration since it's not much we can do. Actually I take that back. I gotta sing. Yeah, dog. Out of town. Yeah. Um, We're gonna drop that this month. So yeah. We'll we gonna be drop looking that. for um we have merchandise, we have Shirts, water bottles, all of that will be available. But I want to wait until um, you guys see the video and tap into the song. And that song it is life changing. It is. And the reason why I love that song so much, because a lot of times we feel like we have to do what someone else is doing to get what we want or what we desire. And honestly, if you just be you, everything that's for you, God knew it before this earth was even formed. Yes. So everything that is for you will be for you. You don't have to be me. I don't have to be you. You don't have to change who you are. If it's if it was meant, if he spoke it and it's meant for you, it will be for you. It's tailor-made just for you, meaning I can get it all day long, but I can't keep it because it wasn't for me. Yeah. So let me ask you a question because this is something I don't know because, I, I, like I said, I was being a fan. Did I know R.C. wrote the song majority? Uh, like the mm-hmm. majority of it, you wrote it too with him, or he just wrote the whole we thing. We collabed on it. Okay, like, so y'all collab, especially on the end. So okay, on the end. But when you heard the beginning, what was your interpretation? Because I want to tell you my interpretation. What was your interpretation when you first heard when it? When he first sent me the song, mm-hmm. uh, to be quite honest, and he, I don't think he even knows this. I was in tears because he's not. He'd say he's not a singer. But he sent me the song with his vocals on there referencing. So Is he hitting them harmony? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, for real. Mm-hmm, I know. And so um it was like I don't know if it, it just I don't know, it spoke to my spirit yeah. as soon as I heard the words because it's like I was in the process of making this album and then it's like this album is going to be tailor made to push my career. That's how yeah. I felt. Like well, and it, it has done just that. <laughs> it, it worked. It it has done just that. And I'm gonna tell you, this to answer your question. Honestly, I recorded Taylor Made in one take. I have never done that. I Shoot. promise you. We Most he hit record, and this is how much I listened to the song, and it leaped into my spirit. When he hit record, how I get there? How I get in your spirit? It leaped. <laughs> huh? Come on. What Chris Burns say? Leap, leap, huh? leap. <laughs> It like like it didn't ease nothing. It just leaked for real. And so when he hit record, he let me go for it. And when he got done, he was like, "Y'all know his mouth," but he was like, "We done." Yeah. And the only thing I had to do was go back in and just clean up some stuff because I was just such in a flow of things. Yeah. To it was like a live set, and so all I did literally was went back in the studio and cleaned up some phrases and stuff that I was caught in the moment, so it may have not conveyed in the studio like it conveyed to me while I was singing it. You know what's So here's my interpretation. (laughs) 
soon as I heard this song, I'm like, this ain't got, I, I'm like, this is better than everything. <laughs> so everybody who's listening to it is going to look at it like, if you let it uh, uh, work on you the right way, it's, I'm better than everything to the point where whatever is mine, it wasn't made for anybody else. Okay, so so I, I, it, it was like an arrogance of arrogancy, yeah, like okay, like so. being arrogant, like literally, like this mine. Yeah, can't nobody come take this. Period. I don't have to work for it. Period. It's mine. Period. Like I don't know why it gave me a, and I don't want to say arrogance, but a certain kind of confidence that say, listen, what you got, what you do, is what you do. So here's the thing. I was thinking about this on the drive. You can't here. be me and I can't be yeah, you. Yeah, I was thinking about this on the drive here. Like, man, when I'm in the studio, I, I what am I gonna talk to about talk to talk to somebody I've known for twenty eight years about? And one of the things that kind of God gave me is like, well, just look at it like this. When you're in the studio with all these singers who sing better than you, but they have no clue how you doing what you do, that's what you talk to her about. I knew what God meant. When it when it's like that, because it's like it's just gonna be some stuff that you're not gonna understand. Absolutely, absolutely. And and even though you may feel inferior in some places, God has you how you are for a, a reason. So when I was thinking about Taylor May, because for whatever reason my brain just molded y'all two together for the interview and the song, that's what it meant. Like I made it's almost like. You ain't got no kids yet. <laughs> but it's almost like a, but you got kids. You don't treat your nephews and your nieces all the same. Period. Everybody requires a certain kind of discipline. My and mama I got a different relationship with all of them. Yes. It's so tailor made to me is about sonship and daughtership mm-hmm. with God. Absolutely. That's what tailor made is Absolutely. all about. Like wh- however I deal with you as your as your how mama deal with you. She can't do certain stuff with Absolutely. with Robin like that. Absolutely. She can't say how Robin di- how she deal with Robin. Some stuff you can't handle that she be doing with Robin. Mm-hmm. I know that's just how it that's just how it is. So we have the supreme parent God who gave dude a song like that. Bo- that boy was writing out of his mind. Period. Period. He was I- writing out of his mind, bro. And sometimes you get the you a writer, so you know sometimes you'll get a record where you just writing outside of yourself. Period. Period. And to be able to know that I'm writing this record, but it's not for me. Yeah. Like the words, it ministers to him, but to know like it wasn't meant for him to sing it. You see what I'm I'm saying with Taylor May? Yes. It wasn't meant. I feel like it was conveyed the way it was conveyed because he gave it to the right person. And that's not in an arrogant way. I'm not saying that in arrogance. No, no, no. That's actually perfect. He it, just gave it to it was he Taylor, Taylor made, made it. He Taylor made the song and the music for him to write. Now, can I hear other people singing it like no. all the time? All the time, I'm on say I could really hear Tasha Cobb really singing this song. No, I say Tasha Cobb. She say Jacqueline Carr, and I be thinking like I could hear them possibly doing taking it and and blowing it up. You know who but, I want to hear do it? It's a Cardi. <laughs> but at the same time, will it won't have the same? It effect. will not have the same effect. It's because almost, I feel like it was. It was tailored. It was pinned just for me. And it's not really praise and worshipy. I mean, you can't. You can praise and worship to it. I just feel like it's like an alternative. It's just, it's just like an alternative rock. record. Yeah, just rock hard and it's inspirational. So you can go do it at Cedar Creek. 
Absolutely. I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cornerstone. This is how I feel about that song. I feel like that's one of those songs like never would have made it. You could sing it, definitely sing it in the club, and people wouldn't even feel like, you know, oh, I'm disrespecting God in a sense. Until the end. When you slip your hand. Huh? <laughs> when it's time to but slip I your mean, hand. At the same time, it's it's such an inspirational song that they will they, their hands would be up before because it's like I'm witnessing to this is for me. Well you outside know, of what I'm what I'm going through, outside of whatever or what I'm what I've been through, it's made for me. Here's a question. And um, you know, I'm trying to keep these interviews to a uh Man, I, I, feel I like went I 30. Just been talking for no, 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 no. So I got a question. <laughs> Is your goal, have your goal ever, is your goal to ever transition, is to ever transition over to where people who won't ever touch church? Because I know you. You kind of hood. And we got <laughs> friends who won't ever come to church. That's why but they'll buy, But they'll buy your album. You feel what I'm saying? Has that ever been one of your main goals? That's, that's literally my main goal as an artist now. I wouldn't say that it's a goal because um, it's something that I practice every day. Although I sing gospel music, it is nothing for my friends that I went to Scott Robinson. They're they going to buy it just because it's Tiffany. But you know why they're going to buy it because it's Tiffany? Because I can I can talk to them or laugh at a post with them on Facebook. I'm still personable. I, it's not, oh, I'm up here because I sing gospel music or I'm a gospel artist. And because you don't go to church, you're beneath me. No, I still relate to them. And that's why, to me, that's that's what make me different. That's what set me apart. Fun fact, America. <laughs> Tiffany, best friends. Some of her best friends coming up, and I will not say the names. <laughs> why? Were drug dealers. No, because they they my brothers. Not blue. Everybody knows who my blood brother is, but her other best friends, straight drug dealers. But this is the thing, though. <laughs> they never. They, they, they ain't never, gonna know. They ain't gonna find no pictures of us or nothing. They ain't gonna never know who we talk about. <laughs> Some might though, because I'm still friends with. I'm still friends with him on there. I'm still. And then all, a of few my, of them. all of my best friend has been guys. That's the thing. Most of them. Brianna Crawford, Afia Williams, uh, are probably the two females that last the longest. But all of my my best friends are males. But they never ever impressed their life upon me, and I never forced my life on them. If they would ask me about church or about questions or whatever, I had no problem talking to that. Now, don't get it twisted. It wasn't to the point where it was even to the point they would respect me enough yeah, not to it, smoke around it up me, when not we come to around. That's crazy. drink around yeah. me or whatever. And it was like, we still had a good time, even though I didn't do what they do and they, they really didn't do what I, we still had a good time. And I believe that's what makes me me. And that's why my audience is so broad because Again, if I see something funny on Facebook, whether well, it got a cuss word or something in it, if it's funny to me, I'm going to laugh at it, and I'll comment, like, that's crazy, or I felt that, or whatever. Hell, You got a lot too. of artists. <laughs> you got a lot of artists talking about that transparency that won't do that because they feel like it's beneath them or whatever. But this, these people are who buying my album. This is who's keeping me relevant. And these are the people who need it more than your exactly. save but Exactly. Like if you already saved and you already doing what you're supposed to be doing in the church, actually, let this I encourage even, you. <laughs> we can be cool, but it's like I'm supposed to be winning these people that that are not over here. I'm supposed to be drawing them to what to my side, doing what I'm doing. If you already supposed to be over there, you supposed to be helping me draw them, mm-hmm. not turning w- your nose down at them. It's in this word. So look, 
this has been the 419 Grind Podcast. I do want to ask you, do you have any new projects coming out? Because I don't even know this. <laughs> um, Actually, RC just sent me a song. A whole song? A whole he, song. He wrote it? Uh, yep. And I've been kind of on him, too. So. I'm getting ready to, um, he sent it to me to rearrange and do all of that other stuff. So we were supposed to go in yesterday and record it, but now that I'm I'm working all of these jobs, because I still believe in the bag. Um, Lord. It was kind of hard for us to do so, but yep, we're actually working on that. I have some people from Chicago submitting music. Shout out to them. I have a young man from Dayton, Ohio that's submitting music, and this is for um, Legacy Project Volume 2. Oh, that's fire. I'm on here. I need to at least rap. And it's not going to be, like we did a lot of traditional stuff and then and changed it and made it up to date. This one is going to be like, Totally everything you can think of. I'm even thinking about rapping on a song. Oh, you is a you are a hip hop head though. So uh, I don't know if you remember Jesus wants to be. I was just about to ask. What so what what song? Oh, I'm going all the way back to 2003 when I first came out as an artist and pulled those songs. Jesus love you. And so yeah, I might get my rap on since this guy on live said I look like Missy Elliott. That was so random. You and Marsha. But whatever. Shout out to your twin. So look, guys, this has been the legendary social media. Well, how can people find her on? First of all, thank you, Jesse. Yeah. So we don't want to skip out on the important things like social media. How can they find you on your Facebook? I'll give my Facebook. Don't follow me on Snapchat. No, I'm just playing. I'm screaming. Snapchat is not for the saved. No, I'm just playing, y'all. She not. I'm her. We follow each other on Snapchat, and she don't even be doing that. No, I don't. But if you like super deep or whatever, don't don't follow me on Snapchat. Don't be doing nothing. No, I'm just playing. But Facebook, um, Tiffany Campbell, T I F F A N I E. A N I E. You will not find me. A N I E. I am subscribed to YouTube, Tiffany Campbell. C-I-F-F-A-N-I-E-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, like the soup. Also on Instagram, um, I believe it's Tiff R. Tiff R. Campbell it 3G. It is Tiff R. Campbell. Yeah. Tiff R. Campbell 3G. I have 3G at the back of it, so you'll know it's me. Um, what else am I on? Snap. What's your snap? I don't know my Snapchat. I really don't, y'all. Just uh, if you find me on Facebook, then just hit me up and I'll give you my Snapchat code. I don't really know what it is. Other than that, I have music on Apple, I, uh, iTunes, Spotify. It's on all digital outlets. Download it. Type in Tiffany Campbell, The Legacy, the Legacy Project. Project. Um, any, uh, um, you'll be, what's the next couple cities you'll be in? Um, I'm doing Charlotte this week. I just came back from, I did Chicago a few weeks ago. Charlotte this weekend. Um few weekends I'll be in Dayton. And then next Sunday, I'll be outside at Mount Pilgrims. They're having an outside festival. And I'm doing a whole set. August 30th, everybody. August 30th. That's a Sunday. Bring your lawn chairs. It's social distancing. It's yes, outside it's so safe. you can spread out. They have food vendors. They have Clothes, all of that. Clothing Clothe vendors. vendors. My, um, I'm going to be out there my vending. My brother and I'm going to be out there vending. Tiffany going to have her stuff on deck to be purchased, hopefully. And it's from... I know I know my time is 4 p.m. to sing, but I believe the singing part of it starts from 1 until 6. I could be lying. Check it out. It's on Facebook. Yeah. Um, be there August 30th. All right. Everything is all all good. All minds are clear. This is the 419, podca- 419 Grind Podcast. I am Shandig. Toledo. Rep your city. Visit us online at the419grind.com.